What's up, guy? What is up, guy? Welcome back to what Josue has to say. If you're new here, I am Josue, and this is what I have to say. Today's episode. Well, actually, before we begin, I want to remind you guys to please like, subscribe, share, comment, do all those things, as it does help out myself, the podcast, and every other content creator out there. Today's episode. The reason I wanted to do this episode was because, frankly, I'm getting old. And I've seen the importance of these two subjects that I'm about to present right now as I've been getting older. And I have seen how America is kind of deficient in these two areas. Basically, mobility and sun exposure are two areas that I have noticed that Americans kind of struggle with. You have your nine to five, you sit on your car, you get on your bed, you stay inside. Just sit, basically, you're basically indoors sitting down at all times. And it's getting to where at this point, thankfully, my body functions pretty fucking well for my age. Um, but I have seen how friends of mine that are a little younger, a little older, they're always complaining, oh, my back, oh, my knee, oh, my ankle. And the common factors are the same. You're just constantly sitting down. You may go to the gym, but what's the gym? You know, one hour a day, maybe three to four days a week. So I noticed that Working out and mobility aren't exactly the same thing. Um, there's an emphasis that I think people could make when it comes to mobility, which means if you don't, if you use, what is it, use it or lose it type of type of thing. And a lot of our body parts we don't frankly use or we don't use in the right ways. So to help me out with this is my virtual friend Matt, aka Keys to Longevity. Matt, welcome on the pod. I don't know what I'm doing here, Jose, honestly, <laughs> man, but I'm very glad to be here. The biggest podcast in after Joe Rogan's. This, is, has this is the guy I need here. This is the fucking guy I need here. Thanks for having me. What's up, guys? Of course, bro. Bro, so I started following you. I don't remember how, but I remember that I started following you because I like what you put out there. Your content, um, from what I've noticed, is, again, these two topics. It's really mobility, and you recently started um, releasing your products, which are for sun exposure and just for your skin in general. I don't know if you want to get into that really quickly before we really kick off. If you guys well, are watching, the products yeah. are right there. Healthy soil. <laughs> so just natural alternatives to the things that you're already kind of using. It's all made with organic, intentional ingredients that... I mean, we'll discuss it a little bit further later on, but it's my company I started with my girlfriend, Handmade, in Miami. We need more local, sustainable, organic kind of they're products. Coming, yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. They're yeah. Coming, man. So, man, I love what you're doing, and I love um, that you, you're, you're clearly younger, you're younger than I am, and I love that you have this space where you're influencing and inspiring kids to, you know, care about health how care about taking care of their bodies their mind themselves um because to be frank when i was your age i probably wasn't doing the things that i'm doing now i was out partying drinking i mean i still do that from time to time but less um and i think it's i really want to say that i i love what your generation gen z or gen z right yeah. i think a lot of you are doing because we didn't have that growing up. I mean, also in, in my generation, I think it was the beginning of social media. So things are still getting like, you know, like the footing on, on these things. And the emphasis just wasn't on, on health and on taking care of your body. Like I'm sure like there was, you know, bodybuilding forums and all that stuff, but it wasn't to the degree that, that it is now. And I love how, you know, you Sobra, Logan, like all these, all these guys in the same Homer Helios, all you guys have 
this little like network of like the manosphere where you inspire each other and you care about these things and you you push each other to grow in positive ways. That's not the typical Miami, let's pop a mall and go to space, you know, right. type of thing, yeah. which which I think is important. So I, I really want to commend you when it comes to that. How did you get into all this? Sure. So just a bit of a, because it, it, it starts really when I'm like 16, when I just start hitting the, the gym, mm-hmm. start to care about my health, but from a not the best approach because I wanted to look good for girls, right? That's what most kids uh, at that age kind of go it's to the gym for. It's always women. It's always <laughs> <laughs> so um, I never went to the gym with a program or with a trainer. I just kind of looked up YouTube videos, Ronnie Coleman, Chris Jones, all these content creators um, putting stuff out and just kind of took what I, I got from that and just implemented it to my, uh, my routine. Mm-hmm. So for six years up until I'm 22, I've made mediocre gains. I was scrawny then i got chubby then skinny fat the reason for that is just more so because of inconsistency and the lack of discipline there's a uh, kids my age were getting results nutrition so. or gym wise uh nutrition more, more than anything and then gym wise just not doing the most effective most productive exercise and movements so at 22 then i I'm going through kind of a bit of a crisis too. Like, I, I don't know what I want to do with my life in, in terms of, you know, my profession. Oh, it's was. probably one of the first <laughs> many of crises about that you're going to encounter. No way, man. Uh, well, I was, a I worked at Aeropostale for like five years, worked my way up. I was an assistant manager and then, nice. no, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to, maybe I'll, I'll be a, a, a fed. I'll, I, I started at the correction off. As a correction officer in Everglades Institution. Oh, sure. Okay. For a few months until COVID hit. And then I was doing... How was that? When? when, During COVID or just... No, just working there. Oh, I mean, it it toughened me up a bit. It's something I definitely... I I look back on and I'm glad I I tried. Um, It's a... What they call a... I forget. It's a privileged institution. So it's criminals with like less than uh, one report in the last like five years they okay. they go over there and they get two recreation times they get tablets uh it's it's not like a, a hardcore prison <laughs> it's right? not like a russian jail cell type of thing yeah so <laughs> okay, okay. um it's not like i was dealing with you know real menacing people although they were there there were you know pedophiles murders all that so I'm there for a few months until COVID hit, and I'm doing back-to-back 16-hour days. I, I only needed one to just, no, I'm not going to do another shift like this, where I come in at 2 p.m., expecting to come out at 10, and next thing, you know, I'm, I'm there till 6 a.m. The, um, the next day. So mm-hmm. I quit that, and honestly, um, it's not something I'm proud of, but, you know, I just took advantage of the stimmies. I, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I love the honesty. Um on unemployment, just, uh, just a degenerate, you know, just uh, not not providing anything for society and a typical Miami guy. <laughs> guy. Um, so, I wa- my passion was has always been helping people. That's mm-hmm. something I I got a lot of fulfillment out of working in an apostle and in the prison because I was a, one of the nicer officers too, um, and it, it just you could see in the the inmates' faces the appreciation they had for just. Me listening to them. Humanity, bro. Of just course. being fucking yeah, yeah. human, yeah. So um, that's, you know, all right, I know I like this where I like making people happy. The thing that's always, the other thing that's always just lit up some sort of interest and fire in me is the body, the how it moves, the the mechanisms, the physiology, anatomy. I love it. 
So how can I combine those two worlds? Many options. But in uh, the one that can just give me more immediate income was as a massage therapist. So I went to school a few months uh, after I was unemployed for like three months. And then I went back to massage therapy school and I completed my license in about seven months. And that's my day job now. Um, and it's I get to work with the body. I get to maybe guide or give some tips to people who come with all sorts of pain, you know, neck, lower back, mm -hmm. shoulder, and they leave happy, you know? Um, so I, I forgot what was the question. Just how you got into the, into oh, the, yeah, right. the, the so, sphere type of thing. So you wouldn't do PT? Physical therapy? Physical, I did try school. Mm -hmm. It's not for me. No? No. MDC, you know, I was a shark for like two years. Same. C's, straight Same. C. <laughs> Same. Um, so... Um, massage therapy was just more straightforward to trade. You know, I didn't know that was an option, like coming out of high school either, like uh, that I could just do something where I can work with my hands and just get into the the workforce yeah, trade, more yeah, immediately. Yeah. yeah. So, um, part of my frustration as a massage therapist for the first year was how, yeah, like people are coming in for neck pain and back pain, let's mm -hmm. say, and I was instructing or just trying to tell them, hey, you know this this pain that you are experiencing through the sitting or through the bad movements or through you just injured yourself, it's not going to get healed with massage therapy. And, it, it, you know, it, it, it would provide temporary relief. So I would try to instruct people, you know, to try this exercise out, look at this YouTube video, follow me here. Um, they would or wouldn't. But point is, I, I just wanted to have a, I wanted to get to the root cause. Um, and work with people's issues more directly. And that's what led me to then creating content. But before that, have you heard of ATG, Knees Over Toes guy? Yeah, 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 of course. So I found him around the age of 22. It really resonated. That guy's me. out here changing lives, bro. Like yeah, no, make, Making life paths for people. It's awesome, man. Um, he, uh, I just saw a, an obscure YouTube video. I don't know. I didn't look up anything. You know, it just popped up. Saw it, one video. I was hooked, bought into the program because I've never bought into any program before. And at 22, I shouldn't be cautious of how I swing my left hip out of the car, right? Yeah. But I always had to be like a bit careful because if I do it too fast, something's going to like pop or something's going to hurt. <laughs> so. Konya Roy, if at 22, your hips are yeah, popping. Man, then. No, it's not. It's not good. <laughs> so at uh Doing the program after a month, I already felt like amazing results. I I just felt lighter. I didn't lose weights. It's not a, a program that it's that's gonna build you muscle or make it's you mobility. Lose fat. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, for the most part. Um, so I continued this program. Just kept feeling better every week, stronger, more resilient. I would play, you know, basketball recreationally here. I was faster, no less like soreness afterwards, and then over a period of six months. This is you know after I'm 22 now. Um, I, my body started to just kind of change to uh, physically, aesthetically, becoming more athletic and chasing mobility and just how I feel health mm -hmm. over the aesthetic, which was my vain pursuit for the first couple of years. And that comes as a byproduct. It, yeah, exactly. So I started trimming down. I wasn't like impressive, but you know, on just comparing myself just to my more own. Athletic. Yeah, 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 I was, yeah, I was, it was the best shape I've ever been in to that point. So that's what then, uh, it was like a beautiful kind of realization where I can just blend these worlds of 
you know, this this world of pain and stiffness and uh, that these people go mm -hmm. through mm -hmm. with a more direct, like a, a direct approach to dealing with that root, the root cause of that pain, but he just explains it, knees over toes guy, in, in such a way that anyone can do it. My six-year-old mom, I put her through the program. She's lost a bunch of weight and feel, just feels better. She has sciatic arthritis. All of that just kind of alleviates when uh, Get out. I start yeah, uh, training her through right, it. Right, so, right, yeah. Um, loved it. Became a certified coach with them. Uh, still am. So I, I now try to, in terms of the content, try to pull. That's like the majority of my content. It's physical uh, longevity based mm -hmm. content and you know with a couple other things that you you know we, you i know you're a fan of and we can talk about as well but uh now i'm just trying to translate that even into like simpler terms uh into more maybe more interesting ways uh to because it's it's just a matter of it's a trickle down you know there there's like science or not even above that just some mysticism of how like just how everything kind of works and how it functions, then you can break it down with science. And then you, how do you translate that to 90 year old mom, 20 year old athlete and everyone in between? Yeah, It's different, different, not just demographics, different types of people in general. Yeah. But, I, but we are all the same. We all have the same cells and bones that work the same, you know, diseases and genetics. Sure. But fundamentally we all can benefit operate, from the same thing. We'll yeah. Operate the same. Yeah. Exactly. The same OS operating system. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Um, I remember one of the first things that I noticed about your content was you had a strong focus on the tibialis. Is that what it's called? Yes. I don't think a lot of people even know what the fuck no, that no, is. No, I mean, no. I, I didn't. So if you want to get into that, like, yeah, when it so comes to it's, mobility, it's crazy how important it is. It's, um, I'm, you know, in, in social media, it just feeds you what you, you are kind of want to, like, consume mm -hmm. and in my world everyone knows about the tibialis but then out here in the real world nobody, nobody. yeah i didn't even know what the fuck it was <laughs> i'm not that i'm like that into the world but i mm -hmm. know a little more than the average joe and i was like what the fuck is a tibialis yeah so it's uh <laughs> Who is she? it's the so you know with uh muscles with movement there's uh antagonists to that movement so the antagonist to a flexion of the bicep is the extension of the elbow with the tricep mm -hmm. so the calf muscle what does it do it points your toes down the tibialis raises them yeah so it's in so it's in the front kind of laterally and to the front of the shin if you've ever jogged and you've experienced shin splints that's uh micro tears in your tibialis bro that happens to me all the fucking Still? time man yeah i so, don't know why i can't i don't know if i'm running the wrong way or whatever the fuck but like i, I always end up with with shin, shin splints so it's a mix of biomechanics how you're running your your movement patterns and it can be just a weakness in the tibialis, tibialis as well. Yeah. But it, it it kind of just works inversely. If you have a weak tibialis, you, over a long period of running, you're going to have poor form. But if you have poor form uh, while running, a weak tibialis is just going to make everything worse. So you can find um, by strengthening your tibialis, it can actually compensate forever for whatever poor running mechanics really? you have. Damn, so I should be training my, my shit then. Yeah. And, and I mean... Running mechanics is probably the, f the first thing, and that's easy, man. You know, you just try to land with the your whole entire. I want to I want to get into that next. Um, but before we we head there, um, 
I just wanted to say, bro, how I would watch like your fucking videos and this guy would pull up with like a, I don't even know what to call it. To the muscle the tip beach. bar? Is yeah, that yeah. what it's called? Tip bar? Tip bar. A tip bar. And just start like recording people like, yo, have you ever done this? And people are looking <laughs> like, who is this crazy guy with this machine that I've never seen? And then they just start, you know, just lifting with their toes or with their feet, right? Just yeah. like pulling it yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of people, bro, you th- like you can't, they can't make it to like, what, like 15, 20, like a well, lot. Well, you, you'd be surprised because uh, the, it depends, you know, how much load you put on it. But mm-hmm. the tibialis is a very resilient muscle. We're using it every day. Yeah, we're walking. Exactly. So, yeah. so and it's resilient in the way that you can train it every day as well. And it's not like you, it's going to, you're going to injure yourself either. It's weird how it, like that most, because if you were to train your bicep every day, you're going to tear something, you know, eventually. It's not the case with the tibiata. So, yeah, the, the people would just kind of, uh, they, they think I, I'm, like, like selling them something. So it, it, it took, like, a bit of like, just oh, kind of. comes cur- this guy yeah. <laughs> fucking trying to sell me some shit. Um, but they they love the feeling afterwards because it's a it's an intense burn when you take it to failure and with the proper amount of load. But the I always make sure to take it to failure, too, because I know what's coming after. And it's a relief. It's, like, a cooling of your entire shin and you get to pick up your foot like it just feels lighter like it, it really in within the first set yeah and for some of the people i've trained um in person they find some ankle like you know when you move your ankle just in, the, in a certain direction there's like a, a, a tingy a feeling there sometimes one set of tip one set of tibialis raises and it's it's gone like it was never there so um knees over toes guy he's another one. He, he had he it's not like he invented the tip bar or the just the that's part of um what you learned on the in atg yeah yeah so uh because that translates into <clears throat> not just running or think of an old lady going up the stairs and if she can just pick up her toes a little bit she's she might prevent herself from stumbling over yeah and, that's know. a good point so that's one aspect then there's the aspect that i kind of train it for which is more athleticism um that just the tibialis strength just translates into faster sprints and longer jumps more resiliency when you uh land up from uh, jumping. less injury too i'm guessing right yeah exactly he, he um because he, he's a very he, he was a basketball player in his 20s blown out knees both of them had operated on so he needed a way to i don't know it's just through it, his own experience his own experimentation over the last decade he found that if you strengthen the tibialis, that's less impact heading up towards your knee because the tibialis is able to absorb that force that you put gotcha. upon it. Um, it's able to slow your heel from crashing down mm-hmm. into the floor. So, because if you were to just go like that, right, then you, the impact straight the to the shock knee, goes hip, up. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's the kind of approach with ATG. It's a ground up approach. It's you want to. It's an approach that is non-existent in the regular bodybuilding world where it's just for building muscles but you know you're benching three plates these big muscles can handle all that but what about those smaller intricate things you know yeah, it gets they, smaller. they take a hit yeah, yeah yeah um so yeah the, the tip bar uh, i mean I, i've got work to do we all got work to do in making that popular because it can it, it will literally save lives you know well you heard her here first runners not me, though, because I hate running, but I'll be safe out there. Um, what else did you learn with ATG? Like, uh, I guess something similar to, to the tibialis, like, what other... Okay, so we can segue into, like, kind of mobility here then. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's different from strength training or building for aesthetics, but they're all 
kind of entangled. They're all the same thing, which is, if you can just sum it up in one word, it's movement. Mm-hmm. So mobility, what, what's a typical like mobility routine? What do you think a mobility routine looks like for you I or the average person? For me, I think mobility is anything. It's like from like for you to take an elderly person, something getting up from a chair to running to just anything really that, that you're using your body, that your body can... Um, kind of not rust, but you know what I mean. Just kind of like lose the, that, that bodily function mm-hmm. as you age. You don't use it, you, you lose, lose it, it right. type of thing. So that's exactly correct because babies have extreme mobility. You can like get the little boy like just yeah, like rubber. His, yeah, it's it's yeah. awesome seeing them and kids too as they grow up. Like you know, toddlers, five, six, seven, eight year olds, they they're still very mobile and uh, plastic, right? So the just lifestyles that we uh, adapt to as we age just kind of take that away you know uh, the kids uh in pe class in middle school how do they sit and they maybe sit with their like legs over here instead of like cross like yeah 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 you're right so, damn I, I didn't think about so that. you <laughs> see you know you, you know girls kind of generally speaking are more mobile <coughs> at yeah. least in their hips yeah, yeah, yeah. Than, than dudes um and then also just like um, in terms of like overuse like i you know g- guys maybe work with their hands more they're pushing more um, that just kind of strengthens this front chain versus the back where girls can do like back bends and all crazy stuff, you know. Yeah, I never thought about it that way, but yeah, you're, yeah, it makes sense. It's, it's it's a real cool thing to, mm-hmm. to just kind of notice. So sitting, you know, that's another one. So with uh, mobility, if you most mobility routines that I see, it's like static stretching at the gym at least. Um, static stretching. Maybe get a, a band and do some weird stuff with your knees, like um, some weird poses, yoga. So those do improve mobility to a degree. But I, in my own experience, because I've tried all those things too, it it improves my mobility in a like for that day. And in order to well, just, but it has to have a long term benefit you know if you're practicing some sort of mobility like yoga for example if you practice well, a few times a week for yeah l- l- with yoga we can just say <coughs> that your strength you're getting stronger in whatever the position it is that you're in right mm-hmm. so with a a downward facing dog you're stretching your hamstrings your glutes maybe some lower back great so in yoga you know you're kind of just instructed to go to where you can but how about you know even further it's not really like the it, it it will help you develop further range and mobility, but it's not the best approach to it. So, and there's a, a bunch of different approaches. The way ATG approaches it is this thing called strength through length. Strength range, through length. Yeah, the range of strength is uh. There was another page that another content creator that was his name, but it's a beautiful way to encapsulate those uh, those two names: strength mm. through length and range through strength. So, I'm gonna like mess this up. I'm I'm, I'm sure it's. Like there's a, a a trainer out there with a bunch of degrees that can like um, better articulate what I'm gonna oh, say. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. So just a disclaimer. Um, but if you kind of look at mobility as an issue of strength, so let's say I, if with a uh, touching my toes, trying to stretch my hamstrings, if I can't reach the floor, my hamstrings are not strong enough. It's a lack of strength in the hamstrings to yeah. to get to that point exactly. So how do we then? train length strength through length so let's say let's look at an rdl now um either with your knees completely locked or just a slight bend with that position at the bottom position 
and you're holding dumbbells or a barbell, mm. you're holding weights while your hamstring is in that lengthened position. That is going to be a more effective way to develop your mobility than just reaching towards the ground and holding deep breaths for because 30 seconds. Because you're strengthening, like you said. Yeah. So that's going to just unlock further mobility because the next, you know, it could be the next uh, training session or after a couple of training sessions, you'll see that you can reach further with either the same weight or with more weight. And so what ATG does is th there's no, there's maybe like one static stretch within the whole program, but you're never statically stretching through, uh, through any yeah. of the exercises right. and you're becoming more mobile. Not just more mobile, but you get to keep that mobility because once you develop this uh, mobility, you 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 just kind of have to train it once a week, and you're to gonna maintain. maintain it. Yeah, it's not like uh, like yoga or other static, other static stretchings where you have to keep doing the same thing a couple of times a week. Damn, that's really interesting, dude. I didn't really look at it that way, but that's that's really enlightening. The uh, the other thing with uh, mobility is that it's. Uh, it, it unlocks more than just, you know, your range, what, what you're able to do. Um, when you are able to use, so a muscle's greatest con uh, contractile potential is when it's lengthened, when it's fully lengthened. So my bicep has the most potential when it's my elbow straight here. Mm -hmm. And, you know, nobody has a problem where they can't like, fully extend. But let's say I couldn't extend past this uh, part right here. So... My strength potential in uh, flexion and curling something is what is less than what it would be uh, down, you know, from if over you're here. Stretching, right? Yeah. So, something growing up um, in high school, um, like playing sports, you I, I kept hearing that you want to be stiff. You 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 don't want to be flexible because you're. Just, uh, I don't know why. It's it's dumb. That sounds like counterproductive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, that that's part of like the the coach because uh, Nizorto's guy also talks about him and a bunch of the coaches do that. You, they would hear that you you don't want to be stiff because you're you're not going to be as fast or explosive. But that just led to pain and injury, and you know the, an inferior performance. So it's it's a cool thing with mobility because you 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 become stronger um, even if you're not going to use your mobility. Let's say with the RDL, I'm not going to do a full stretch. Mm -hmm. Let's say. But just by having that mobility, I'll still be able to do more volume in whatever range of motion that I decide to to train in. Yeah, that makes complete sense. Um, how long did it take you to, I guess, finish that, that training, that course? So, yeah, they have three levels of certifications. Level one is three months. That's It's the minimum requirement. Okay. The requirements are you have to be able to hit the standard marks in maybe a dozen exercises. Mm -hmm. So... This many reps for with this perfect form. Perfect form is like the number one thing. How do they gauge that you're doing it? Like a video or something? Like yeah, online? yeah. Okay. There's an app and a whole you know system. It tracks you. So you have to hit these markers with perfect form, and you have to train another person in hitting these markers. And what makes it the certification process just awesome? It's because I have to go through everything and experience in my own, and then like think about the the, the trainer who can get a certification in a weekend. Versus one who lived through the system and knows what can happen, uh, the struggle, the the problems that could come, how to fix them, and then the proof, you know, mm -hmm. where where all of the certified coaches are just living proof of the system. Let's go back really quick to um, we were talking about running earlier and even just just walking, man. Like it's 
like I've noticed how I don't know if it's because of shoes. I don't know if it's because people are just kind of retarded, but through following people like yourself and the, the other guy, um, Bam Bam Lionheart, mm-hmm. is that his name? Yeah, yeah. And I've noticed how, for example, him. He he's always. I don't know if you guys follow him, but most people probably don't. Um, he just kind of like I don't even know how to explain it. Like he 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 does like cat crawls. Yeah. He just walks like a certain way. Mm-hmm. And I've never seen anybody like, for example, walk the way that he does or things like that. But I'm like, that makes sense. You know what I mean? And it's probably why people have fucked up spines and lower backs and knee problems and all that shit. And I, when I talk about mobility, I talk, I think about that type of stuff too. It's like how walking the wrong way for 30, 40 mm-hmm. fucking years could probably f- f- and be the reason why you end up with fucked up shit, whether it's shoes that cause it or whatever, but yeah. you're walking or running the wrong way and that's affecting your longevity. Yeah, so he he, he did Gota, um, which I'm not even sure like what it is exactly mm-hmm. either. Um, is that an, another program type of thing? I yeah, guess. yeah. Okay. It's um, it's similar to ATG, but it's they're completely different. Like they're they're both trying to do kind of the same thing, and mm-hmm. they're like that. That one's more kind of philosophical too. ATG is like, hey, this, this is just a mobility program. Gotcha. Just, so, yeah, with uh, movement patterns, that's something that I'm not like super well versed in. It's um, it's just ATG is. Uh, uh, like I said, you know, it's, it all trickles down. You know, mm-hmm. uh, th- it's just a easier way to explain it to people, and it's not like one is better than the other either. They're both gonna get results if you know through time and uh, a tr- maybe a trainer, not injuring yourself. You're right. gonna get results like you know with both of them. It's just what ATG is more of like a blanket. Uh, it, it can cover just a lo- much larger demographic generalization. Yeah, mm-hmm. gotcha. Um, but his stuff is awesome, man. Like he he opens my eyes. Bam opens up my eyes and things that I, I didn't even think about. Same, yet. dude. Yeah. I mean, I don't do anything that he does. I just watch it. I'm like, damn, I should probably do that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's really impressive, and it, and it does make you think, man. Like it, it made me think. Why would anyone think of like, hey, maybe the way I'm walking isn't right? Mm-hmm. No, you've been walking your whole life. You're fine. Like, but you look at content like that, and you're like, well, maybe I'm doing something wrong. Maybe this is the reason why when I wake up, I have like a kink in my back, or you know, it's. Yeah, but I mean, it's just like we we've got so much like people just have so much things on their plate already, you know, and you know, not to worry bro, about mobility. Like, now I gotta be more. Yeah, about walking, like oh, now I have to worry about walking. Right, right. <laughs> the, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. No, so I mean, there are solutions though. Like it's it's to any physical ailment. It's there's literally like no. Let me think. Maybe multiple sclerosis, but then that's like a. Are you? You know what that is? Yeah, the, the curved back. No. Oh, multiple sclerosis Isn't is like a nerve. Uh, oh, I thought it was a spine. That's scoliosis. Fuck my bad. Yeah. <laughs> Miami Dade Public School Education. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a. a you're right. That's scoliosis, right? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's a uh, some disease uh, like having to do with your nerves, where you're just in constant pain. Um, but that that's rooted in you know uh, nutrition probably. Gotcha. So, but besides like stuff like that, uh, obscure stuff. It's uh, any physical ailments, tinks, tightness, pain. It's all solved through exercise and that's how you get to the root so before we wrap up on the mobility stuff um regular person watching you know just kind of wants to age as gracefully as they can what are maybe like two or three top like general body mobility like you said like the tibialis maybe that's one of them i don't know like would you say that you've seen people 
improve the most with or okay i mean it's because the the regular person watching is going to have different areas of pain or tension lower back is probably right like lower back is probably something that most people you know if you think of like what the of that like structure it's your hips like uh bones let's say hips femurs spine all the ligaments that are attached to that and then dozens of muscles coming to the front the sides up top low it's a a lot going on yeah so you know it's it's like it's not like one back exercise is gonna solve all of the people's back problems but let's say the atg split squat Mm -hmm. is a very amazing exercise to do for lower back pain even though it's not a lower back exercise so it's a it's a I don't know. I have to do it right here on the table here. Uh, it's a forward lunge. So you are lunging in place. You're not stepping. Mm-hmm. You're lunging down to the front leg. The back leg is back here. It's straight. And you're keeping your toes erect. I mean, and all these exercises I'm going to name, it's all in, on my page. So people can check it out. So the ATG split squat, even though it's not a lower back, it's not hitting the lower back directly. What's happening is you are stretching the psoas, the hip flexor. Okay. So that hip flexor picks up the the knee. You're stretching the hip flexor, but you are also loading it while it's stretched because when you're in the bottom position, mm-hmm. you're you're keeping tension on the f- the back leg. It's not like you're just stretching your hip flexor. It's it's if with maintaining tension on that back leg, you are able to. St- stand erect if there was no tension there you just drop the knee to the ground yeah Yeah, so uh that so as muscle attaches to the lower back and it does the it negates the effects of sitting because in this sitting position here my hip is flexed in the atg split squat we're extending it um so that's a really good one for if, if you have back pain from sitting down um one of the most common ways that you know that people have a back pain it's through the atg split squat Oh, look at that. Bro, no look at, this is quality production. For those listening and not, and not watching, my, what did I call you? My production Technician? guy? <laughs> <laughs> he just brought me a little figurine so this guy can Bro, that's perfect. Like, that's perfect. <laughs> can kind of like mold the, the oh, functionality. Wow. <laughs> this is hilarious. <laughs> so it, I'm going to have to tip you for this. It'd be the ATG split squat would be something like this. The this little stick doesn't let me get to the bottom, but it's like that. So the hip flexor here is being stretched. The hip flexor picks up that knee. It's being stretched. And it's holding tension. Because if you weren't holding tension, you'd just fall over, right? Right. So it's holding tension because you're planting your foot down and you're keeping your knee straight. Ideally, too, you'd want your torso erect because since it does a- attach to the lower back, if you're bending down, you're shortening the, the hip flexor. So you'd want the entire area straight. You want this straight, and then this would be like... Curving up. This would be, and then this would be fully bent, you know, in the front. If Because then there's an issue of ankle mobility here. So let's say with uh, ankle pain... A good uh, mobility, not even mobility, just exercise to do for people with ankle pain would be the tibialis raise. It's stretching that front part of your ankle. And full-length calf raises, you know, that, that, that one's an exercise that a lot of people know, but a lot of people don't do it 
good. Like they they do half reps. They they're not squeezing all the way at the top. They're not stretching all the way down, and they're just kind of bouncing. That's the most popular way to just kind of yeah. I've seen some like on the seated calf dorks at the gym yeah, doing yeah. that shit, doing something like that. So, um, so doing calf raises with load, one leg at a time because most people typically have one ankle that's tighter than the other and through the full ranges so that's that's a you know it's very simple approach to ankle pain so the, the, the calf raises assist ankles like the calf raises assist like ankle issues oh yeah uh, because it's specifically more seated calf raises sorry so when you stretch your calf uh-huh. there are two main muscles that are involved in that it's the gastrocnemius and the soleus the gastrocnemius is the big calf muscle the soleus is one that you can't see but it's underneath um the the gastroc and deeper into the calf okay that one attaches directly to the achilles tendon so also stretches down mm-hmm. right so when you do seated calf raises you are working on that achilles tendon and that soleus muscle well, strengthening it yeah right. stretching and through which length. goes back to what you said mobility yeah and, and you see that's not even like a mobility exercise it's just calf raises right um, that's one of like the more simpler one because the ankle is very simple for the most part. Um, and then let's say neck uh, stiffness. I used to have a neck pain like uh, towards like the back of my neck, and I started to do neck flexion. So working the opposite, moving my head forward. And it, it just, I just did it for like three sets. I want to try out. I've never trained my neck before. And then one day, just on my on my drive to work, I just noticed like, hey, this this pain isn't here anymore. And it was after three sets of neck flexion. So with neck pain, and it, this one's like the most simple one because it's more common than ankle pain, um, just as common as lower back pain, you know, from the people I see in uh, massaging or people DMing me. But... It, it's why do you just, think it's that? Is it like the way people sleep and shit, or uh, lifestyle? You know, uh, sleep maybe some some phone for sure, books working, but all of that can just be negated if you were to strengthen your neck. Um, so yeah, neck flexion, neck extension, and that will probably cover eighty percent of people' neck pain. Just and that's not even mobility either. It's just strengthening, you know, doing curls with your neck. So those are three just key areas uh to to hit you know some of the most common pains that people have gotta go home and start fucking working out this neck yeah (laughs) you know on the the edge of your bed you know oh like back type of thing yeah yeah and you just flip over you know do the front then the back and that's that's a simple simple way okay andrew you work out your neck (laughs) brother so i want i want to pivot now to your your products obviously and talk about the sun because i believe you're also a fellow ball sunner like, <laughs> like myself the president um <laughs> um so i want to talk about i mean i talked the only times that i've talked about the sun i think on this podcast was obviously when i had sober on fucking sun king and <laughs> i talk about it on my stories uh every now and then but I said earlier how a large population in a large yeah the population I guess in the in the U.S. everyone's fucking vitamin D deficient. When COVID started happening, I think the common factor was that most of these people that were contracting the virus and whatever I mean however you want to get into that stuff, but they were all vitamin D deficient. 
you know, and it doesn't surprise me, as I said, like people are so sedentary, I think that's how you say the word. Um, you're always sitting indoors, either in the car or in your work or in your house, laying in bed, watching Netflix, like sunglasses behind windows. Exactly. Like you're constantly just shielded from the sun. And listen, people have different beliefs and some people don't even say it's beliefs because it's science and all this shit. Um, the sun's getting stronger. That's the reason why I, since, since I was like, I guess to, to, Shift really quickly. I always hated sunscreen, even when I was a kid. I never wanted to put it on. I just inherently, just intuitively was like, I don't want that. I don't want that. Like, I wasn't thinking, obviously, this way because I was a child. But I just never wanted to put it on. And, you know, the narrative goes that, you know, the sun's been getting stronger. And, you know, it's getting, it's harmful. And for sure the sun is harmful. Anything in excess can harm you, you know. Like, even too much water is bad for you. Mm. Um, But I really believe and there's a lot of studies that back this up that skin cancer and issues with sun aging you and all this shit i think it's a it's a modern day problem caused by modern day living and it's the things that we're probably putting on our skin and the things that we're consuming our bodies aren't if you compare like the human body of 2023 with like the human body of like 1930 the acidic levels the the composition like there's probably a lot of things that are different and it's because of the things that you're probably putting on your skin topically and the things that, that you're consuming um i forgot where i was going with this <laughs> but but yeah um being chilled in the sun yeah i th- bro being in the sun has changed my fucking life like so so much even just like 10 20 minutes a day is is enough and just by like taking a walk you don't got to go outside and tan um and I can't, people complain that their moods are, you know, shitty and like this and that. It's like, bro, just go out and get some fucking sun. Like, I honestly promise you, <laughs> you will feel at least like 50% better. Maybe yeah. your, all your problems won't go away, but, you know, like you'll feel inherently better. Of course. How did you, what do you, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the, the sun is like, it's the source, it's the, the in this realm, the source of all life, right? It's uh, imagine wanting to shield yourself from the source <laughs> of all life. Imagine that. That's where yeah, it's literally all where, where all of life. Yeah, hundred percent, man. No, yeah. There's no life on earth without the the sun and the just what happens when life uh, comes into contact with its rays. So, uh. Vitamin D, you know, we all know that we can produce vitamin D with the exposure to sunlight. And vitamin D is essential for immune function. And I'm just saying this because you, you touch on the, the COVID. The COVID. Thing, yeah, 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 so, um, yeah, it's not surprising at all. Oh, well, not surprising because everyone's already kind of lacking it. But even less surprising that uh, the people who contracted COVID and maybe probably got like the, the worst of it. Bro, people catch colds like this. Mm-hmm. Like everyone's immune system is shit. It's like, it's probably because you don't fucking, your, your vitamin D is low. I mean, it's a, it's a bunch of things too. Well, right, right. But like, it's probably a, 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 f- a factor in For there sure. too. Like, um, and then, I mean, just vitamin D just plays into other just areas of your health where if you just don't have, if you don't have enough, other areas get compromised. And it's a, a that just comes down, you know, it's a, it's a chain. So, with uh, the vilification of the sun, yeah, uh, getting burnt, 
um, it's not a good idea. Of course, you're it's it's a manifest a physical manifestation. You know, you're just getting red. You're 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 peeling. You you never want to get burned. Overexposure to anything mm-hmm. is going to cause harm. Yeah. Well, it's then it's the science health gurus. They just have different de- definitions of what that might be. Mm-hmm. Overexposure. I'm not a science. I'm I'm a. I call myself a bro scientist, but I lean <laughs> super bro. Like, I, I I do look at studies and I I can try to decipher what these you know big words mean. But it's 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 more intuitive. What my my experience in just uh, in tanning and sunning my balls, all that. Uh, the the solution really to just. To trying to find a balance mm. with uh, getting the an adequate amount of sunlight while not burning is developing what's called a solar callus. So a callus. I was going to bring that up. Yeah. yeah. So uh, calluses on your hands when you uh, lift. What's happening there? So your skin is uh, breaking you know, down, nice and soft, and and it's it's getting torn apart. And what happens is growth happens over that, and over time you just develop this callus where it protects you against the friction of the weight. So a solar callus is our own natural ability to tolerate sun exposure. Mm-hmm. And everybody except people who are albino have a ability to develop a solar callus. So the, the rays of the sun are different at different times of the day. In the morning and evening, there are less UVB rays in the... Hitting, coming to in contact with your skin, and though that's the the type of UV ray that, when you're uh, exposed too much of, can burn you and maybe you know oh, develop cancer. And it's also the the type of ray that stimulates melanin and gets you tan. I've had people DM me. Sorry to interrupt you. Like, hey, one PM, like a picture, like their thighs, like sun your balls, their balls, and I'm like, what do you? <laughs> it's 1 p.m. Like, do you want to, like, lose your balls? Like, bro, just do this shit in the morning or in the evening, like, when the sun's going yeah. down. Like, you said, you know, when the when the rays are, are less harmful, like, look at the fucking side. Like, what are you doing? Um, but, I mean, that that's also, like, just not... Like, I can probably do that. I take in a lot of sun every day. Someone, the average person shouldn't do that. Of course not. But they do want some exposure to that sunlight and exposure meaning no clothing no sunscreen no sunglasses not behind the window outside <laughs> like in, in yeah, real direct, life direct yeah. yeah so as far as how to wait sorry before that so morning sunlight is very key because uh, those uva rays that are coming through those harmful i mean harmless rays that are just uh, kind of getting your body prepped for more sunlight mm-hmm. i really like thinking of humans as i mean it's just a fact you know we we we've lived for millions of years you know different species whatever but we're all you know homos homos we're not all homos (laughs) yeah but you know whatever the word is (laughs) homo sapiens sapiens there we go well but it's because you know there was homo erectus and all these things but we're all part of the same genus species whatever um and we've all evolved out for the most part outside so if um all of a sudden you know the sun is is something that we've evolved with, with yeah absolutely. is causing cancer is not something that i just kind of buy into despite whatever the studies say or scientists think um but if again for sure it has a role to play 
but so does everything you know so does the water you drink the, the how much sleep you're getting how you're managing stress it's a variable right mm -hmm. um I, that's kind of the way that i see it too is like the sun the sun cause skin cancer not probably not alone it probably does like you know when you have your when you have it cooking your makeup on your face or like it's mm -hmm. cooking like those chemicals on the sunscreen or thing, things of that nature no, not this sunscreen yeah, that's where i'm getting it <laughs> so look at um Look at how many recalls there have been recently for just sunscreens that people have been using for, for decades, bro. Neutrogena and banana boat and all this shit. And people have been saying, yo, maybe this shit causes cancer. Nah, you're a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> well, there you go, you know. Um, what's your experience so far? You started, so talk about your products a little bit because that's really where I wanted to get at. And talk about how the effects of animal fat can kind of serve as, you know, like a, like a sun barrier of some sort so you don't get like over overcooked, you know, if you are tanning out there and the rest of your products. Yeah, so this is sun grazer. You can graze safely in the sun's rays. Like a, I like nice, it. Like a happy cow. I like it. Um, because it's made with beef tallow, uh, that's the, main uh that's the base of the the whole thing it's beef tallow beef fat for those who don't know but the active ingredient in it is zinc oxide so that is a mineral it's a physical sunscreen that's what you'll see in in what they call physical sunscreens mm -hmm. chemical sunscreen is the one that everyone should stay away from with ingredients like oxybenzone and avobenzone which are the harmful stuff yeah yeah just because uh i mean it shows that it can be carcinogenic so at the same time, it, the, the studies that are out aren't, like, con uh, conclusive enough to be able to say that. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, you've seen recalls. Um, a part of the problem is, like, the fragrances and preservatives that are also just... Included in there. Yeah, yeah synthetic, lab-made, estrogenic. Estrogenic meaning that it mimics estrogen, yep. binds to your estrogen receptors, and then wrecks uh, your hormones' functions. So... You can just look at that banana boat sun bum, like it's just a, a chemical, like disgusting thing. Like it's 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 um not natural. Zinc oxide. So my first defense against too much sun exposure, my first piece of advice is always gonna be shade and clothing. Um that's what I would opt for before putting, putting anything on. on. Yeah. Because uh zinc oxide it it doesn't damage though to the reefs like the chemical ones. It doesn't get absorbed by the skin and into it doesn't cross the blood brain barrier like the other uh, chemical sunscreens. Mm -hmm. Still though, it's a metal. I just don't like the the. Th I don't prefer the thought of it. You know. I saw how um, there were studies where they found like the sunscreens chemicals and in people's piss and and poop and mm -hmm. shit. So it's like, bro, that shit's like in you, it's, in yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like it's <laughs> that shit's staying in you. <laughs> Um, and I mean, it, it just wrecks havoc along the way too. It's not like you're just passing it through, you know, just people think, oh yeah, you know, it's in my head. No, it's, you know? yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's in your bloodstream, dude. Yeah. yeah it's um, so it has a uh, zinc oxide as the main active ingredient. It's a mineral. It's going to leave a kind of a white cast, but that's how it works. Zin mineral sunscreens, physical sunscreens. What they do is they, they reflect back out the UV rays, whereas chemical sunscreens absorb it. Right. Um, those rays break down these chemical sunscreens and then they just release that's like the theory it just releases more f uh, free radicals into your body mm -hmm. and that's why you kind of just now see in some spaces that the, the sunscreen actually causes cancer yeah um so zinc oxide reflects the light back um doesn't damage the the, the environment and it's made with beef tallow like i said so that's just as because you know i need 
zinc oxide is a powder. Uh, you can't just slap on powder. You need something, you know. A fatty or yeah, substance. Something. Creamy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So beef tallow, um, it's a very nutritious thing to feed your skin because your skin is a, literally a, an organ that eats up anything that's uh, it, you're applying to it. So beef tallow for, for all of those um, fatty acids that are vitamin just, E, all that stuff. Yeah. Carrot seed oil, it's a low PUFA. Uh, seed oil coming from carrots, obviously, has a very high natural SPF of like 35. In really? It. Yeah. Um, Damn, I've never heard, even heard of that. Yeah, carrot seed oil and raspberry seed oil. Those are two that are very high. Raspberry, I knew. I've used that before. Just straight up cold press like raspberry mm -hmm. oil. I've put that like as a tanner type of, not a tanner, a, a tanning Sunblock oil. Yeah, yeah tanning oil. Yeah. Um, some coconut oil as well. Um, and then vitamin E. Mm -hmm. Like just straight vitamin E because... The vitamin E is, is is an antioxidant, right? It, it it takes away any free radicals um, in your body. Mm -hmm. So, if uh, if you're being exposed to sunlight and that is that those UV rays come into contact with your skin and then they alter your DNA, and then your your cell becomes it goes kind of nuts it just starts the mitochondria yeah, just kind of like breaks down right. it kills itself that's what you don't want so vitamin e is there just to kind of flush any potential of that out of the system so that's um like with a lot of zinc based sunscreens in walgreens wherever mm -hmm. it's yeah it's got zinc or titanium dioxide those are the two minerals but then it just uh doesn't do anything good after that because it's just loaded with uh, fragrances and and preservatives that are, are are not you don't want to consume either and most people will find probably more like that's the thing that's irritating them giving them allergies um and then you know just affecting your hormones as well so vitamin d vitamin e carrot seed oil oh beeswax sorry i forgot to mention that just to make it waterproof just to give it more kind of a slickness so you don't have to constantly reapply. So it's things that you would literally eat or you can eat besides zinc. That should never, you can't eat this. Um, with the sea salt spray, you can eat, you can, um, I wash my fruit with it. It's just sea salt. Huh? And sea salt has, it's more than just sodium. It's magnesium, potassium. So it's loaded with minerals. It has acidic water. So of a pH of about six. Okay. And eucalyptus and lemon oil. So the acidic water is just uh, for antimicrobial Affects the so what do you use it for exactly the spray? The spray has multiple uses. It's I just use it for my my hair now. I mean, look at his locks. <laughs> uh, I liked uh, my most popular use for it is to sanitize my hands. So it's not like washing your hands with soap, mm -hmm. but it's uh, just you know a quick on the go thing. Um, salts and acidic water, and then the essential oils in it are also antimicrobial, and they keep the water acidic as well. Um, people. Use it to wash your fruit. They they use it for deodorant. It's not an antiperspirant. Any kind of body odor you have. Well, you if it's antimicrobial, it, yeah, a lot of the, exactly. the bad odors are, are microbes, right? Like, well, it's it's a kind of a mix because um, before I went down this way of living that I, I've done, um, that I'm like just I, I touched on so many things all at once, and I went like extreme with Ham, it yeah. yeah so i i would come out of the deodorant was one thing that you know i eliminated uh the aluminum based deodorants right, yep. that i was using for years and started eating well and i would shower scrub 
come out and I had to reek. Um, that, that continued for like three months until it was finally like so no order came poor out. girl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's a... Uh, the, it's not really an issue of like w with me it wasn't an issue of bacteria there mm -hmm. it was just something deeper going on but yeah gotcha. it's it's uh it, if when your it is coming, when it is topical it is yeah, like yeah exactly so this will will take care of that um and the soap yeah the soap is made with beef tallow coconut oil and olive oil and then yes. what they call sodium hydroxide or lye so which is it's a chemical that saponifies or makes those oils and okay, fats well, hard. I don't know what the saponifier is. <laughs> so <gonna> have to <laughs> yeah, so it, it just that chemical makes uh, with water uh -huh. um, makes um, the fats solid. Gotcha. Okay. So the if you there's kind of different theories on how the first soap was kind of made, but my favorite is these tribes wherever were roasting a pig or a sheep um, over a fire. So the the fat drippings would uh, drop down to the wood and ash because that's where that sodium hydroxide wood and ash um, that's where you can that there's naturally occurring so sodium hydroxide in okay. the wood and ash. I don't know how they get it now, but now it's you know just pure white crystals. Um, so that mixture of the fat and the lye or sodium hydroxide would run down after rain. Um, would come and it it would run off to the streams or lakes rivers. And the people would notice there's like this shiny film on the lake or wherever the body of water is. And then they notice also when they went through that part of the water that they come out like cleaner. So that's, oh, shit. yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a cool. That's fucking wild. Yeah, it's awesome, man. You're like we can just invent stuff, man. It's out of nowhere. So yeah, with beef tallow, olive oil, coconut oil, I also make one without beef tallow for the vegans. Um, because... Veganism my, isn't cool anymore, guys. Stop, stop being vegans. The uh, my story with uh, acne was I had a bunch of like I had a mad back acne. I and saw then, yeah, yeah on your page. Yeah. Uh, nose full of blackheads here. So during COVID, I, I also had this skincare routine that I would do every day or however many times a week to just maintain a, a better appearance. When COVID hit and I wasn't going out as much, I just kind of stopped that routine and just would just shower normally and i noticed i stopped using these those strips that you you know rip those blackheads out and after a month the blackheads got smaller i stopped using honestly soap like i'll just shower with, with water my back acne cleared up so that that always just kind of stuck with me like wow it's these things that were it's the fucking product yeah. so they're keeping you fucking locked up like yeah. in jail cell mm -hmm. so and th that that might be the solution for a lot of people with acne it's just getting rid of that but people want to use soap want to be cleaner smell good so that's why healthy soul it affects i mean you know what what imagine the confidence someone has when their skin is tan and bright healthy compared oh, to you 100%. know just wrecked up like it's 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 doing more than just not just that it's your body's largest organ like you said like you have to fucking take care of it. You know? Oh yeah, but that's why, like, I go like with the name Healthy Soul. Like, we go even deeper. Like, you're you're getting true health that's gonna just uh, come out in different ways. You know, just things that you never like ATG too. Like the uh, some pains that I uh, or not pains, but just tensions that I didn't know was there. Just free and more movement unlocked. Like it, it's it, it does something to you more than just whatever it is. Like in that realm that mm -hmm. you're focusing on, it just adds up. So it's 
it's a nourishing. I like to think it's nourishing, you know, your soul from inside, and then it just manifests ah, to healthy skin. Did. I see what you did there. Nice. My girlfriend, um, she her kind of uh, story with she has endometriosis. Mm-hmm. No cure for that. So something that she had to really uh, do to find a solution for it was uh, like limit her estrogen, uh, limit her. The, the estrogenics that she consumes they told her that you know there's no cure and the only way to alleviate your pain is to be on this pill forever so she got off the uh, birth control she it took her a few months to just eat, eating a certain way using certain products um because you have to re- re-regulate your body right i guess it's it's a whole like thing it's like an onslaught man it's, it's what what's rooted in in my opinion all all of the diseases that you see today it's it, it is your hormones that if you just wanted to simplify and just not be nitpicky and pick one thing out, it's it's all affecting your hormones. So she's been able that's to. We have so many liberals out there, <laughs> <laughs> but that's a different podcast. <laughs> um, and yeah, and thinking about it, like I was more you know leaning towards that side. She was too so before <laughs> they turn you a Democrat. <laughs> um, so she was able to get rid of her pain completely. Um, have regular, uh, you know, cycles through this not more holistic, natural way of living, and she, you know, she's she makes me like she she. I do you know the production, the the marketing. I I get in front of the camera. I make the content, but she just allows me to shine, and that's what like it's a collaborative effort. You know, this this why like I'm just mentioning because it's mm-hmm. she's here. You know, with me and with Healthy Soul right now. You know, yeah. So it takes more. It takes more than one. One man to oh yeah, many and I I just I I suck with everything that has to do with that stuff. Yeah, like I just like I prefer I would prefer to just live you know here and never <laughs> look at the screen. Man. I mean, this is a reality, dude. Yeah. You gotta you know, there's no way around it. Uh, tell everybody where they can buy your products. Healthy Soul Soap, Healthy Soul Soap dot com. We also we're also on Instagram. So with Instagram, we just put out educating. Uh, education, because we we just don't want to flex a product and put testimonials. We want to l- help people understand. Um, just like on my pages, I just want to help people understand. Yeah, be educated, knowledgeable about what you're doing and yeah. why you're doing it. So, the, uh, healthy soul soap on Instagram as well, where you can just find out a little bit more about vitamin D, skin health, and then um, you can also purchase you know our stuff through there. Um, your tags, social media, keys to longevity on Instagram and Twitter. You know, I can go. We we can go a little bit into the, the liberals, conservatives. You know, <laughs> but uh, on Instagram, I try to keep it a little. I, I I'm gonna give up my personality. You know, uh, that's the only way I have fun with it. But keys to longevity content on mobility, uh, losing fat, getting stronger, sunning your balls, food, clothing, wife. Eventually, you know. All these things that is it's such a big role, and there's so many people that that don't know. Yeah, dude, We're doing a good thing, my brother. Thank you for joining me. Great convo. That was awesome, way. Thank you, man. Thank you, man. See you guys. That's all the time we got today, guys. And uh, as always, um, like, share, subscribe, all the things. Like I said earlier before, and have yourselves a good day. Y como siempre, no siempre con nadie para que nadie se la meta. Have a good one.